special thanks to our $5 and up patrons, Tattooed Mermaid, Oof Boots, Patrick Halleen, and David Taylor. You are wonderful, beautiful, and powerful. We love you. 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 Hello, friends, and welcome to Brainworms, the only podcast recorded live from Slavoj Žižek's beard. I'm Joe. Wait, wait, who? Slavoj Žižek. Is is that too inside baseball? I thought it was a wizard from Lord of the Rings, one of the blue ones. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you again? Who are any of us? Well, he's Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm David. I'm Kane, and I'm Chris. And who's this other guy? Slavoj Zizek, the weird... One of the blue wizard twins from Lord of the Rings. No, no, he's a leftist philosopher. In his younger days, he had some interesting ideas, but he's turned real old man yells at clouds. Oh, you mean Radagast. (laughs) Not everything is Lord of the Rings and video games, Chris. What does video games have to do with world history? I'm just gonna go. um... It's called Middle Earth because it's the history of... uh, What was that theory? Like in like like a hollow earth david you're in charge of the podcast i'm leaving orcs are obviously reptilians joe you can't put that evil on me joe (laughs) 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 fucking damn it what i really need is a miracle i'm holding out for a hero (laughs) hero yeah (laughs) i I need one of our artist fans to make a a spiritual picture of joe what was that monster that that we a spiritual picture let me finish you fuckface like purely in photography a picture that only exists inside your soul you know joe can we stop him what was that monster can we we stop him right now i'm gonna let him go with like the big monster thing that the zombies ate the flesh of the big monster thing we fought in DD. the one that that had like the flesh the monsters would eat and it would continually regrow i know what you're talking about but because I invented it, it's not going to be relevant to the listeners. That makes it more relevant to my point, though. No, like, it doesn't. Shush. It's a monster that has flesh that continuously regrows, and you eat it, and it tastes really, really good. I need someone to make a picture of it's that. cage. Um, also, I don't think we have the clout to ask for fan art. Yeah. And yes. and no. And then, in fact, just stop the picture it. of Joe and us like eating of Joe. But Joe hates that everything exists. But he keeps feeding us. So what? Kane, like it, it's not it's not Joe. It's Kane. Where do you think no. your burgers come from? <laughs> no, it's Joe because he's the one that hates this podcast. He started it and keeps it going. Like he he reminds all of us that's happening on Friday. Like he doesn't remind me. No, he doesn't have to remind me either. He really just reminds you. You might be surprised to know this. Oh, I, I guess just, just show up. Yeah. Every Friday at the same time. I will occasionally Chris. panic remind David if he's running like more than two minutes like david david podcast david podcast but that's just my own neuroses he knows guys stop picking on me it's not it's like been I'm, it's not, over I'm, a year I'm not the over only a one year that needs to be reminded yeah. every friday <laughs> over a year i will grant you that joe is the teat of weirdness at which we all suckle i want that <laughs> printed on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> 
See, David David sees my vision. He, he sees doesn't. what I'm after. He does. Yes, he does. He just said it. Just show up of your own volition, Chris. That's not all I'm asking. We're talking about the fan art. <laughs> I know. I know. You wanted to change the subject. <laughs> <sighs> Can I go or do you just want to fucking Joe, are you proud yeah, of us now? Joe, talk. Just do um, the thing with your voice. Yeah. We're, uh, because we couldn't get enough of it the first time, we're continuing to read Ernest Klein's weird, kind of masturbatory a little bit. I think that's fair to say. Certainly self-indulgent. Yeah. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that that was in regards to a self-indulgent guy but it was still obnoxious so let's see if it gets better now that he's dead <laughs> sure because it, it kind of felt like the author's self-insert meeting the author's other self-insert <laughs> totally but like i'm i'm willing to give it another chance to get away from that. sure well and so this this book came out in what 2011 uh do we have a correct. vote system in place where we can say no just say i don't want to read this anymore and we'll... can i can i spawn more of myself and will those votes count? No, no, it'll count as a hive mind vote. Yeah. Fuck. Because all of me doesn't want this book to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, Kane, Kane, there might be something to that hive mind thing. Because currently, with your current makeup, your IQ is limited. But you can effectively get higher IQ by spawning as many of you as possible and coming to a consensus. Well, I mean, have you guys captured internet cane yet god no no that's out there that's, yeah i mean that's just part of the program now <laughs> but i am enjoying that you're in a palatable human form that we don't have to be horrified at all the chitin and teeth anymore oh my god <laughs> what guys what what fuck books we don't eat books anymore said everyone circa 2004 <laughs> <laughs> no i've got it i've got it i've got it okay we don't eat books anymore we don't need the podcast anymore fuck all of it okay. what we'll do is we will have fantasy cane fights so not not fantasy like actual cane fights but all the canes will have different costumes like pro wrestling and we'll have them fight each other i'll broadcast it that sounds like a great idea so is there like a an arena that you'll let me into or do i stay in this like how do we do that it'll be an arena but it'll be like the battle bots arena with like hazards and flamethrowers okay okay i love it i love it you know that the multiple canes are just going to escape the arena and run wild right yeah i mean have you been watching loki no. have you seen any <laughs> monster movie ever where they try to trap the monster and use it for some kind of purpose well obviously we won't have the guy controlling it being a dumbass we've only got us to go from yeah we, we don't have that's a, a big ask we had that intern for a while but then the murders began also can i have a cinematic universe where every guy that's in charge of containing the one most dangerous thing who just happens to be an idiot is the same devil character across all the movies and he does he fails to contain it on purpose you know it never ceases to amaze me when, Chris, you have these moments and bursts of inspiration where you say something truly awesome. <laughs> it's like being stuck in a river of sewage, right? And there's every time you try to grab the side of the wall, you just slide off with caked fecal matter under your nails, you know, just over and over and over again. And then there's just this bar appears out of nowhere 
and you're able to grab onto that. And I'm just, I'm just taken back. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to rein you in because we actually need to, let's get through this intro and, and read Ready Player One. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my fucking life, Joe. I mean, that's, that's fair. I am genuinely curious. This, this book came out, I think around 2011. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. So like 10 years ago, a decade ago, and it's super 80s nostalgia kind right. of whatever masturbatory self-indulgent sort of thing you want to call it Mm -hmm. but because it was basically the first thing to do that on any kind of grand scale sure is it really self-indulgent or is was it doing something profound and groundbreaking at that time or has it always just been sort of a meta masturbation fantasy yeah i mean just because something's original doesn't mean like Empress Teresa, I would argue, is not a derivative story. Like, obviously, it takes inspiration from religion and shit, but it's in you know it's fairly not inspired by other media. It's it's its own animal. That's one of those cases where it's like, man, I wish this was ripping off a better book. Yeah, I wish that this was yeah, <laughs> but it's still completely masturbatory. Sure, but this one almost does the opposite of that. It's taking all of these things, all of these references, and just tossing them into a blender and making a smoothie out of it man i wonder what the empress teresa book in the uh bizarro world is it's got to be like the greatest cinematic masterpiece over there can we have book now i don't i don't want to be here anymore (laughs) do you ever though i mean existence hurts existence is pain highness anyone who tells you otherwise is selling something nice well Um, yeah but yeah, we're going to read that, and Kane's going to get mad and have a bad time. And probably the rest of us are going to get mad and have a bad time. But before we do that, I should remind you to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Don't do it. I mean, you. but but you can support don't us on, on Patreon. We're members supported no by viewers like you. That. Some people don't. do. People like it. Nobody wants to do that. Try it. You like it. Fun cane research. Yeah, yeah. You thought stem cells are important. This is the real frontier of science. Help us get cane out of the internet. It's for You're all of our sakes. You can be personally responsible for everything that happens on this podcast. The smartest thing that you guys did was sever my physical form's ability to uplink to it and it's gather true. information from it. That was kind of hurtful and mean. We also have a funky fresh Discord that you can jump into. Yeah, where Chris is harassing our fan base. That's how Chris shows love, Kane. I asked you guys if you were okay with me being me on you gave me the green light. I know, I just you know We didn't just, know. Yeah, we didn't, didn't really know. know. So from now on <laughs> Be a Chris that's more palatable. There we go. Don't rein him in. Let (laughs) him express himself. That's like saying be dry water. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Actually, you should work towards being dry water. (laughs) Oh, man. David, read us a book so that we could get this over with and I can get in the furnace. Which is still amazingly, sparklingly clean. I don't know how the fuck you guys are doing that. Uh, Really good industrial solvent. Level 1. Being human totally sucks most of the time. Video games are the only thing that make life bearable. Ruth. (laughs) Anorak's Almanac. Chapter 91. Verses 1 and 2. I was jolted awake by the sound of gunfire in one of the neighboring stacks. 
The shots were followed by a few minutes of muffled shouting and screaming, then silence. Gunfire wasn't uncommon in the stacks, but it still shook me up. I knew I probably wouldn't be able to fall back asleep, so I decided to kill the remaining hours until dawn by brushing up on a few coin-op classics. Galaga, Defender, Asteroids. These games were outdated digital dinosaurs that had become museum pieces long before I was born. But I was a gunter, uh, so I didn't think of them as both low-res yeah. To me, they were hallowed artifacts, pillars of the Pantheon. When I played the classics, I did so with a determined sort of reverence. I mean, they're, they're better video games. Yeah, like, I, I understand the simplicity and the nuance of Tetris, but like, man, Witcher the Wild Hunt exists. I think that at least through the mouthpiece of this character, I think what Ernest Klein fails to understand is that just because you have nostalgia for a thing doesn't mean that thing was good. <laughs> right. Think about it from the perspective of someone who's a massive film buff. Yeah. Uh -huh. They'll go back and watch old early films like mm -hmm. journey to the moon sure which sure it's creative and they, it was a technological masterpiece for its time right but my god is it quaint yeah yeah like it's it's not great it's it's a lot of fun and i absolutely recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to check it out it's only oh, yeah. a few minutes especially if you care about film history yeah that's the one where the moon gets shot in the eye right that's yep. correct yep that's the only scene i remember but, uh, you know, this guy's the same way, but for video games. Yeah. His entire life is video games. Mm -hmm. So these early games, they were the things that created his reality. So, I, I mean, I can see it from that point of view, from that sure. perspective. But I do also agree with you that this, uh, a, a lot of this is like just nostalgia tripping. Yeah. Wait, hang mm -hmm. on, hang on, mm -hmm. David. I think I can say this in a way that we'll all agree with. The point that you just made was relevant and worth saying, and I wish the book illustrated that as well as you did. I think the book is just going to blindly adore things from the, this person's past. But yeah, the, and this is this is a soapbox that I'll get on every now and then, but just because you liked something when you were a child, don't blindly adore that thing as an adult. Like, be critical of your darlings. Yeah, except, oh, except for the cinematic masterpiece, Help My Baby is Black. Is that a thing? <laughs> yep. Wow. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. Huh. I was going to reference Thundercats. <laughs> I was a big fan of the Thundercats cartoon when I was a kid. Rushed home from school to watch it every day. Mm -hmm. Man does not hold up that's the show where the blonde haired guy masturbates a lion and when when he's done he says i have the power no no i mean that's no show that existed in human history can we have a at least not outside of, of tijuana <laughs> <laughs> the overview i'm seeing is in paris a white college student named francoisie gives birth to a black child the events leading to the baby's birth are revealed including the mother's courtship by a black medical student named daniel and the horrors of bigotry that she faces as her family and peers turn their backs on her. In addition to the strong focus on the social taboo of interracial romance and sex, the film shows Daniel's experiences as a victim of racism in their neighborhood. 
Originally a romantic drama with sociological undertones, the film was released in the United States as an exploitation film. Yep. It was advertised for its shock value and shown in drive-in theaters, but was not particularly successful. The product bore little relation to the exploitative picture promised by its advertising. That's a weird time. Yeah. The movie itself is not what the title is, but the fact that producers here saw this film and went, oh, here's what this movie's about. Help My Baby is Mm. Black. That's the horrifying part. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. is and always has been a racist state. Right. And a giant garbage pile Mm -hmm. in general. So, I mean, where's the shock? Where's the surprise? Yeah. Everything is terrible. Boy, I wish there were some sort of giant ball of nostalgia we could just comfortably wrap ourselves in. <laughs> Looking back at a time when everything was simpler and things weren't so goddamn complex, if only it could be like that again. Uh. No, I'm not talking about the 80s. I'm talking about childhood. Because that's what everybody's looking for when they're looking for nostalgia. They want to yeah. go back to being kids when everybody got to make your choices for you. Right. Are you quoting something or is this? No, he's, he's making them. Okay. Not necessarily the days during the reign of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I, I thought you were making a point about how the book is nostalgic and like, oh man, if only we could read something. No, that, <laughs> I, I, that was, you know, implicit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then we, we go back to the book and it starts talking about really racist shit. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <sighs> <sighs> Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Your legacy is intact. <laughs> I mean, I and when to... we consider what he did to the mental health in the country as well. I mean, that's that's why his, his legacy is intact. Letting corporations off the chain to do what they want. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. Yep. 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 Trickle down. Trickle on down. The road? (sighs) I was curled up in an old sleeping bag in the corner of the trailer's tiny laundry room, wedged into the gap between the wall and the dryer. I wasn't welcome in my aunt's room across the hall, which was fine by me. I preferred to crash in the laundry room anyway. Also, sometimes I got drunk and forgot which room was the bathroom. It was warm. It afforded me a limited amount of privacy. And the wireless reception wasn't too bad. And, as an added bonus... The room smelled like liquid detergent and fabric softener. And my piss. The rest of the trailer reeked of cat piss and abject poverty. (laughs) Most of the time I slept in my hideout, but the temperature had dropped below zero the past few nights, and as much as I hated staying at my aunt's place, it still beat freezing to death. A total of 15 people lived in my aunt's trailer. (laughs) Ma'am, dying or staying with my aunt? (sighs) (laughs) She slept in the smallest of its three bedrooms. The Depperts lived in the bedroom adjacent to hers, and the Millers occupied the large master bedroom at the end of the hall. There were six of them, and they paid the largest share of the rent. Our trailer wasn't as crowded as some of the other units in the stacks. It was a double wide, plenty of room for everybody. I pulled out my laptop and powered it on. It was a bulky, heavy beast, almost ten years old. I'd found it in a trash bin behind the abandoned strip mall across the highway. I'd been able to coax it back to life by replacing its system memory and reloading the Stone Age operating system. The processor was slower than a sloth by current standards, but it was fine for my needs. The laptop served as my portable research library, video arcade, and home theater system. Its hard drive was filled with old books, movies, TV show episodes, song files, 
and nearly every video game made in the 20th century. I thought you said Bong Files, and I was <laughs> really intrigued for a second. This would have been a much more interesting book. I want to see that spinoff of the X-Files. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, the X-Files totally was Bong Files, because oh, yeah. Mulder oh, was yeah. high the whole time. We oh, know yeah. It. I want to believe. <laughs> I booted up my emulator and selected Robotron 2084. Terrible One game. of my all-time favorite games. I'd always loved its frenetic pace and brutal simplicity. Robotron was all about instinct and reflexes. As opposed to every other video game. <laughs> Playing old video games never failed to clear my mind and set me at ease. If I was feeling depressed or frustrated about my lot in life, all I had to do was tap the player one button, and my worries would instantly slip away as my mind focused itself on the relentless pixelated onslaught on the screen in front of me. Right. There, inside the game's two-dimensional universe, life was simple. It's just you against the machine. Move with your left hand, shoot with your right, and try to stay alive as long as possible. If this paragraph was written like 80 years ago, this would be the beginning chick track about how video games corrupt the youth if this was written 80 years ago no one would have the slightest oh, fucking idea what a what video I game I was <laughs> i was just gonna let it go ah <laughs> uh, yes those dangers of 1930s video games when the computer took up the entire goddamn room and there wasn't even a screen there was just a printout <laughs> that would be really hard to play pong on god we're stupid i'm out <laughs> I spent a few hours blasting through wave after wave of brains, spheroids, quarks, and hulks in my unending battle to save the last human family. What? But eventually, my fingers started to cramp up and I began to lose my rhythm. When that happened at this level, things deteriorated quickly. You're not a real gamer if your fingers cramp up. <laughs> Get good, I burned scrub. through all of my extra lives in a matter of minutes, and my two least favorite words appeared on the screen. Game Get over. fucked. Oh. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> I shut down the emulator and began to browse through my video files. Over the past five years, I'd downloaded every single movie, TV show, and cartoon mentioned in Anorak's Almanac. Also 10 terabytes of porno. <laughs> well, everything mentioned in the Almanac, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, there must not be a lot you can do with porn in the post-apocalyptic world. Like, dust porn? Ash porn? Like, what, what do you do with that? I mean, oh, I... I, huh? I suspect they get pretty fucking creative with it, is what they do. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it. it's just off the rails. Yeah, I mean, if you have a situation where people are living in trailers that are in stacks, and they have multiple families living in a single double-wide, mm -hmm. I'm thinking that people are probably gonna be pretty willing to do some really really fucked up things yeah. for the chance to have a room to themselves yeah or just everybody just like ah, well jimmy needs to jerk off let's just look the other way do you have to make that noise when you do it it's just ah. so and and this is a point and you can do what you want with it i'm curious what what you think about it because the, there's clearly like at least you know my read of this weird impoverished apocalypse that these people are living in most likely is the fault of capitalism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this movie is also this nostalgia wank of corporate products. That's true. 
Yeah. And I have to wonder if Ernest Klein has any self-awareness about that fact. No, Joe, it only counts if they're a corporation that you dislike. If they're one that you like, then they're exempt from that rule. I mean, that is how gamers kind of think. So, And this is because my brain wouldn't let it go. Yeah. The Zeus Z3 was a German electromechanical computer designed by Konrad Zeus in 1935 and completed in 1941. It was the world's first working programmable fully automatic digital computer. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't have like a screen. It had like a thing that printed things out. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, w- yeah. it was a logic gate at, at best. <laughs> I mean, it was a computer. Yeah. So that's what things. that's what you would have eighty years ago, right? The history of like computing and how it ties back to to code breaking machine. Like, there's some interesting Alan stuff Turing. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some deep lore that's actually pretty cool about computer history. Well, I mean, then there's just the tragedy of them pushing Alan Turing to take his own life because he was a gay man or oh, yeah, bisexual man. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, people are terrible. We're we're just kind of roundly awful Mm. to each other for no good reason. Makes me want to cry. But yeah, getting back to my original point, like, do you think that Ernest Klein has any self-awareness of that? Or do you think that uh, he just wanted this to be a post-apocalyptic story to make the Snow Crash universe seem cool? I can't say, but uh, forecast doesn't look good. Yeah. I don't know. I think there is. I mean, so minor spoilers Later on in the book, the primary antagonistic force is a megacorp that, of course, has devoted itself to finding the Easter egg and getting the fortune and taking over the Oasis. And so it's very much in that. Because in the 80s, a lot of movies, even then, Mm -hmm. like a lot of stories where little guy takes on big corporation and somehow wins. Right. Right. And I mean, that was the age of like cyberpunk when people were starting to really get concerned about the rise of corporatism. Sure, sure. So I feel fairly certain that Ernest Klein at least had some level of awareness about that. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? I mean, sure. And again, like that, that feeds into like, is Ernest Klein aware of like the, the law or is it just because that's a trope of cyberpunk? The real question is, is Ernest Klein a werewolf? Seems unlikely. Yeah. Ask again later. I selected an episode of Family Ties, an 80s sitcom (laughs) about a middle-class family living in central Ohio. I downloaded the show because it had been one of Halliday's favorites and I figured there was a chance that some clue related to the hunt might be hidden in one of the episodes. I'd become addicted to the show immediately, and had now watched all 180 episodes multiple times. I never seemed to get tired of them. That's twisted. Sounds like a personal problem. That's dark. Like, I I saw Family Ties when I was young and and dumb, and I still didn't think it was funny at any particular moment. (laughs) Also, I know that if if this wasn't a thing, the book wouldn't happen. Simultaneously, it is pretty horrifying that this guy, like, I'm going to make this huge fortune. You have to dedicate your entire life Mm -hmm. to finding it, but you'll get it. You have to like the same things I like. It's like he's trying to make another himself to achieve immortality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably uh, not far off from the mark, in fact. Epic Win Noob has subscribed to us on YouTube. Nice. Nice. (laughs) 
Sitting alone in the dark, watching the show on my laptop, I always found myself imagining that I lived in that warm, well-lit house, and that those smiling, understanding people were my family. That there was nothing so wrong in the world that we couldn't sort it out by the end of a single half-hour episode. Or maybe a two-parter, if it was something really serious. Alright, I take it back. I take it back. I apologize to Ernest Klein. I've read a lot of cyberpunk that talks about these corporate hellscapes where the people live in poverty and the mega corporations have won. I've never seen something so horrifying as idealizing the world of family ties. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did when it was airing. Like, that's why sitcoms were fucking popular, because... Mm -hmm. The world is complicated, but you can watch some other family that, sure, they have problems, but they get it all wrapped up in half an hour, and, and everybody goes back to just being happy again. But their lives always seem so boring. Yeah, that's what happens when you have no drama. Mm. Man, like, I don't know why, but whenever we talk about this book, it just makes me think of Dragon's Dogma. That is weird. Why that specifically? Let's see how many tangents we can go on. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I really like Dragon's Dogma. I sure. think the story deserved a better game than what we got. Right. But the game's pretty good. It's like, a, it's a solid three out of five. But in that, the whole point of the game and the story is turning into the storm, pushing against the immovable force of fate. Okay. And so it makes me think of it just because it's the antithesis of what we're reading. Okay. Hmm. My own home life had never even remotely resembled the one depicted in Family Ties, which was probably why I loved the show so much. I was the only child of two teenagers, both refugees who'd met in the stacks where I'd grown up. I don't remember my father. When I was just a few months old, he was shot dead while looting a grocery store during a power blackout. The only thing I really knew about him was that he loved comic books. I'd found several old flash drives in a box of his things, containing complete runs of The Amazing Spider-Man, The X-Men, and Green <clears throat> Lantern. Doodle doodle doo doo doo. <laughs> my mom once told me that my dad had given me an alliterative name, Wade Watts, because he thought it sounded like because the secret identity me. of a superhero. <laughs> like Peter Parker or Clark Kent. Knowing that made me think he must have been a cool guy, despite how he died. My mother, <laughs> I mean... Loretta had raised me on her own. He starved to death when he got his fist stuck in two prostitutes nailed to the to the wall. What? What? He couldn't free himself. What the fuck are you babbling about? That's not... He literally two sentences earlier, they explained that he was shot dead while looting a grocery store, Chris. I thought I had attention span <laughs> Try problems. to keep up. <laughs> that's, that's just... That's what the book wants you to think, man. Like, the, the truth is out there. Wake up, sheeple. Don't go trusting the things that the book tells you inside of the book. That's no way to live. That's your only source of information about itself. Which other, you know, unreliable narrators are a thing, but I don't think that's what's happening here. <laughs> this whole thing is just a usual suspects. <laughs> My mother, Loretta, had raised me on her own. We'd lived in a small RV in another part of the stacks. She had two full-time Oasis jobs. One as a telemarketer, the other as an escort in an online brothel. See? I told That's you. It's a story, morning glory. She used to make me wear earplugs at night so I wouldn't hear her in the next room, talking dirty to tricks in other time zones. But the earplugs didn't work very well, so I would watch old movies instead with the volume turned way up. Her mic's gonna pick that up, dude. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
because oh, my man, mother I can't keep my boner when i keep hearing the family ties <laughs> <laughs> my erection wilts every time the family ties theme comes out of the background <laughs> not mine i was introduced to the oasis at an early age because my mother used it as a virtual babysitter as soon as i was old enough to wear a visor and a pair of haptic gloves my mom helped me create my first oasis avatar then she stuck me in a corner and went back to work, leaving me to explore an entirely new world, very different from the one I'd known up until then. From that moment on, I was more or less raised by the Oasis's interactive educational programs, which any kid could access for free. I spent a big chunk of my childhood hanging out in the virtual reality simulation of Sesame Street, singing awesome. songs with friendly Muppets, really cool. and playing interactive games that taught me how to walk, talk, add, subtract, read write, and share. Once I'd mastered those skills, it didn't take me long to discover that the Oasis was also the world's biggest public library, where even a penniless kid like me had access to every book ever written, every song ever recorded, and every movie, television show, video game, and piece of artwork ever created. The collected knowledge, art, and amusements of all human civilization were there, waiting for me. But gaining access to all of that information turned out to be something of a mixed blessing. I had to figure out how to use uTorrent. Because that was when I found out the truth. You know, biggest public library, access to every, like, mm -hmm. is the book saying that those things are just available, like, we've gone past capitalism and no one has copyright anymore, or... I don't know. I was kind of thinking about, like, I thought about making a joke about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Or maybe the rich guy bought all the Just IP. bought everything? Yep. So he was Disney? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. And then once you own all of it, what's the harm of putting everything out there for free, right? Right. You don't have to compete with anyone else, so you just make it all available because <laughs> it drives people to what your real moneymaker is, your theme parks. Yep. Yeah. And of course, you know, you have that as well as Chancellor Palpatine creating an army for that invading weird bug species that don't sense the Force. That are like from the next galaxy over. What the fuck are you babbling about? It's a thing, I swear. I don't know. Maybe your experience differed from mine. For me, growing up as a human being on the planet Earth in the 21st century was a real kick in the teeth. Existentially speaking. <laughs> fuck yeah, it is. The worst thing about being a kid was that no one told me the truth about my situation. In fact, they did the exact opposite. I learned the truth at 17. The, the Yuzhan Vong. That's what they Love were called. Love is made for beauty queens. And of course, I believed them because I was just a kid and I didn't know any better. I mean, Christ, my brain hadn't even grown to full size yet. So how could I be expected to know when the adults were bullshitting me? So I swallowed all of the Dark Ages nonsense they fed me. Some time passed. I grew up a little. And I gradually began to figure out that pretty much everyone had been lying to me about pretty much everything since the moment I emerged from my mother's womb. This was an alarming revelation. It gave me trust issues later in life. It's just a cyberpunk retelling of Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how much I could relate to that, actually. Oh, though. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to yeah. it. But, but very Holden Caulfield. Sure. Yeah. I started to figure out the ugly truth as soon as I began to explore the free Oasis libraries. The facts were right there waiting for me, hidden in old books written by people who weren't afraid to be honest. Artists and scientists and philosophers and poets, many of them long dead, 
As I read the words they'd left behind, I finally began to get a grip on the situation. My situation. Our situation. Talking about our situation. What most people referred to as the human condition. I'm sorry, did, did, was that the, the human or the human? That's a thing that David does. I'm surprised you're not used to it by now. You know, I understand and I've been getting shit for the entirety of my speaking life. I don't care about the fact that I drop the H off of words that also have a U following the H. Mm -hmm. Human. Human. I I tell you what, I never cared. I never gave a shit. I think you said him off, Chris. (laughs) Until the fucking tangerine terror. But the fact that I have to share a speech quality with that motherfucker whose name I will not even mention. <laughs> the tangerine terror covers it. <laughs> I, I was just asking because I didn't know if the book was pulling another Gunter or not. No. Yeah, I'll be honest. For as, as long as I've known you, David, I've always loved that you remove the H anytime a U yeah, is I next like to it. it. I've always loved it. <laughs> We should start saying things like, David, Stop I love it. I love how you say human. Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I genuinely don't hear the difference most of the time, so I, I don't mm. know. But um, it's a weird thing. It's anyway. huge. All right. It's just huge. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's why I don't have a lot of friends. You know, my favorite pop star is U U Efner. <laughs> I don't know. What do you? you I, we I had a to thing. Work so well, you bad. know, you know, we had so a thing. Shot it in the dick, and you know, I felt like we all went to the right place. I just and then you just kept slipping it. down the sewer, man. Just yeah. Yeah. Grab that bar, man. Reach for that bar. <laughs> I They're tried. Just... I tried. Uh, <laughs> you you almost got to first place, and then you tripped over your own balls and fell in butterscotch. <laughs> <sighs> Are we done yet? Is this no. Over? no. <laughs> As I read the words they'd left behind, I finally began to get a grip on the situation. My situation. Our situation. What most people referred to as the who-man condition. <laughs> it was not good news. He's just doing it out of spite. <laughs> I wish someone had just told me the truth right up front as soon as I was old enough to understand it. I wish someone had just said, here's the deal, Wade. You're something called a human being. That's a really smart kind of animal. Like every other animal on this planet, we're descended from a single-celled organism that lived millions of years ago. This happened by a process called evolution, and you'll learn more about it later. But trust me, that's really how we all got here. There's proof of it everywhere, buried in the rocks. That story you heard? About how we were all created by a super powerful dude named God who lives up in the sky? Total bullshit. That whole God thing is actually an ancient fairy tale that people have been telling one another for thousands of years. We made it all up. Like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. And boy, did he stick his foot in his mouth when the (laughs) ancient astronauts came down and told us about how they made us. The Anunnaki (laughs) (laughs) Not to validate the brainworm shared universe theory any more than I already have, but there's nothing saying this isn't set in the same world as the the world where McDonald's took over a small city. <laughs>
or the same universe as Santa Steps Out, which would really be ironic. Oh, shit. Yeah. Don't you think? A little too ironic. I really do think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hire a hitman to kill the moon. Well, first (laughs) off, wait, 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 wait. Now you've opened up this door. So if you're going to hire a hitman, Chris, what's the first step you take? I I don't have it in me to come up with a good joke. Right. I think the joke was that you don't know how to hire a hitman. Oh. I think the joke is that none of us know how to hire a hitman. Oh, I see. <laughs> exactly <laughs> true. Totally accurate assessment. Obviously, the first thing you do is you put out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I was hoping for. I hope like <laughs> I just assumed you were going to go to Angie's list and see if anybody had a good experience with one. The same kind of website at all. I've seen it. Guys, I see it in the stores all the time. There's like a whole video game series you can get. (laughs) So you just train yourself up by playing those video games to become a hitman. Where do you offer your services? Angie's oh, list. That, <laughs> eBay. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> All right. Well, I give up. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in the furnace now. <laughs> no. <sighs> oh, and by the way, there's no Santa Claus or Easter Bunny. Also bullshit. Sorry, kid. Deal yeah, with th- it. this is full on Holden Caulfield shit now. Yeah. I kind of feel like this this book was written for a very specific audience. Uh-huh of people that grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, or born in the late 70s, early 80s, grew up throughout the 80s and 90s, and when they reached the 90s, also reached atheism. So, like, you know, all of us, except Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just pretending to know what you're talking about. (laughs) Late boomers, early Gen X. Yeah, or, like, late... Gen X, early or Gen millennial. Y, yeah. millennial. Yeah, yeah. Late, late millennials, early. I did it. Ignore we me. know what you mean. Yeah. You ever meet people that are still proud of being a Gen Xer and that like they just won't let it go? I've never met someone that was proud of being Gen X. The whole thing of Gen <laughs> X was that everything is bullshit yeah. and we, we reject all of it. Yeah. It was the same kind of person that still listens to Rush, like won't let it go. Rush what are you talking about? Is variety asshole <laughs> i'm not saying it's a bad band i'm talking about like fans you know fans can be in like tool fans man yeah <laughs> yeah everybody knows about tool fans right speaking as a radiohead fan radiohead fans are deeply obnoxious yeah yeah same like i like the show rick and morty but i don't want to talk to fans of the show rick and morty i like to watch the makers yeah i like to watch the show quietly on my own i don't Mm -hmm. want to engage people over it i don't want to ask if you've seen the latest episode i don't want to have that discussion because the first time and i've been working on this the first time i'm in the physical presence of someone that tells me i need a certain iq to understand rick and morty I'm just going to punch them as hard as I can. <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt anything for you to do that. You can't get dumber than that. I mean, it would hurt them because Kane punched them as hard yeah, as he can. Yeah, but they don't have any value. That's not true. There's still people. Have you seen Rick and Morty fans? <laughs> <laughs> There's still people. And it's still me enacting a male domination. Like, it's still me feeding into it. That's a whole other discussion. We don't. That's a rabbit hole, let me tell you. Yeah. 
I've had a existential dilemma. Uh, for... You should have been here last week when we read Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> I honestly think that it's good that I was still under work, I guess, is what you guys mm. were still oh, deciding you... on how to produce the we're new one. You got plastic surgery? How did it go? Do you look less like a horrifying monster? You've seen him, right? Just go go press the button. Open the door. Go on in. <laughs> It'll be fine. I don't I don't know why, but you just get a weird terrible feeling thinking about that. That is weird. I, I don't know why that is. You should probably not interrogate those feelings anymore. David, read the book. <laughs> I, You're probably I, wondering what wait, happened. Should I go you onto YouTube here. and like listen to our backlog? Shh shh hush no. No, no. What backlog? What are you talking? All this just goes into the ether. There's no possibility of going back and listening to old episodes Shh. you certainly couldn't find them by going to we give you <laughs> don't send people to that website <laughs> it is a silly place <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think we're going to stop here for this week. Come back next week and finish this off. So I'm going to remind you to go to WeGiveYouBrainWorms.com where you can support us on Patreon. If you're a YouTube listener, don't forget to like and subscribe, etc. We're very sorry. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number no. One by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. My erection wilts every time the Family Ties theme comes out of the background. Not much.